Hey everyone, it's David Chen. You may or may not be aware the Filmcast has a Patreon page at patreon.com slash filmpodcast. Every week we answer listener questions, talk about random topics, and also do rewatches and bonus reviews. Uh, we wanted to share a bonus review with the main feed. This one's for Anita Menzur's new movie, Polite Society. Uh, we talk a little bit about our overall thoughts on the movie, then dive into spoilers. Hope you enjoy, and of course, to listen to the rest of the episode and get access to other ad-free episodes and exclusive after darks, go to patreon.com slash filmpodcast. Thanks to everyone at Patreon for supporting us. We really appreciate it. I'm Rhea Khan. I am going to be a stunt woman. My sister Lena is the only person who believes in me. Want to help me with a vid for my channel? She helps me with all my training. You are going to be such a great stunt woman. That was dope though. But lately, she's been seeing this guy who I think is a bit of a smarmy wanker. You know, it's a trap. Oh my god, Rhea, chill out. Now, I'm not being dramatic. But these people are evil. That was from the trailer for Polite Society. Uh, let's discuss it. This is the plot summary from IMDb. Rhea Khan believes she must save her older sister, Alina, from her impending marriage. After enlisting her friend's help, she attempts to pull off the most ambitious of all wedding heists in the name of independence and sisterhood. This movie is written and directed by Nina Manzor. We are going to discuss our one-sentence reactions to this movie and whether you should go see it before diving immediately into spoilers. Jeff Kanata, really curious what you thought of Polite Society. And should people go see it? Oh, should people go see it? I was disappointed with this movie. I... Um... I do think there's a lot of fun to be had. I, I wouldn't say don't go see it. I think uh, it is, um, you know, it takes place in a culture that doesn't get a lot of representation on, on, in big movies. And I think that part of it is really fun. And some of the characters are very fun. And I, I think the first half of this movie is really fun. I was super disappointed by the second half. I, I, we'll get into it in spoilers, but I just didn't like where the movie went. And uh, so I was pretty disappointed by the movie, but it, it, it is, it is pretty fun and, and, perhaps worth checking out. I, I had almost an identical reaction, um, except I would say the first two thirds of the movie, you know, yeah, the final yeah, third that fair. got let down. And, and the first two thirds, I just want to say, I, I think I had higher highs than Jeff. I was thinking to myself, Oh, I was this loving is like it. One of, this is like one of my favorite movies of 2023. Like watching the first movie, I was like, this is incredible. Love this. And then I was also disappointed by, by the ending. Um, Devendra Hardwar, uh, I think you've recommended it in the past, but I'll, yeah. I'll give you an opportunity to just reiterate what you had to say about this movie in the past. I did. I mean, I I love this movie. I think it's funny. I think the action's great. I think it it does cast a lens on folks that don't typically get featured in movies or anything, really. So I love Nita Manzur, and I love We Are Lady Parts, and I think this one's equally as good. I agree. There's some sci-fi elements toward the end that don't quite work, but also what it represents is kind of hilarious and also not something that I think a movie has ever really fully explored. So I I am I love imperfect movies. This is probably this is definitely an imperfect movie, but the highs are so high. Definitely see if you can, and I think it's worth the theater because it looks good. The action looks good. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's dive into spoilers for Polite Society. Uh, but so in terms of the first two thirds, uh, the relationship between Rhea and Lena, I think, just really really works. Um, Ritu Arya plays Lena. Priya mm -hmm. Kansara plays Rhea. Um, and I think they just do such a wonderful job, um, particularly Priya Kansara, who like I've never seen before in anything. I don't think um, this is like the first movie I've seen her. I think she was in, she was in, in Bridgerton, Bridgerton for a couple yeah. episodes, but yeah, um, she's wonderful. And 
the first two thirds of the movie, I think really like all the characters are great. The parents are great. The friends are great. It's just like, oh, this is like, this is like, feels like classic Sundance. Uh, this feels like one of those movies <laughs> that like, it, like it would have been purchased, you know, uh, 15 years ago and then they would have released it. It would have made like $50 million at the box office. You know, that's it what felt, it felt like if, to me. Yeah. If it had very big uh, Scott Pilgrim vibes. Yeah, right? it did. Yeah. Uh, which is a movie, you know, I like a lot. Yeah, um, I believe Nita Munzer talked with uh, Edgar Wright about this movie too. So like oh, Scott really? Pilgrim was like part of the framing of it. Yeah, I honestly think structurally the movie is very similar to The World's End mm. from yeah. Edgar Wright, yeah. where like you have a character who has kind of these personal issues, and then like this outside alien force comes in, and you need yeah. to like, or sci-fi force comes in, you need to like deal with it and help resolve your issues that way. But yes, as Devendra hinted at in the pre-spoiler. Um, this movie worked really well for me when it was about, when it was a coming of age story about this character trying to deal with her sister going off and doing her own thing and living her own life. Like that is a very, very relatable feeling, a relatable situation. And all that stuff really worked for me. And then you, you see how like this character Rhea, like starts to like alienate even her closest friends in her pursuit of this mission. Yep. And, and, and how, it, how damaging it can be. Right? And she's yeah. spiraling into uh, into a r- real kind of manic, uh, unhinged yes. view of the world. And the fact that the movie then validates all of that felt it, they, it, they it, it didn't they land have connected well that with better. Me. They certainly could yeah. have connected it better. But I do think like the the initial conflict is her sister just not knowing what to do in life, right? And it is. Her sister's like late mid twenties, you know, somebody who's going through college or and dropped out of art school and Rhea's a teenager. And to her, the world is so much simpler. It's very black and white. Like you fight for your dreams, you do what you want, right? And that's that's it. Your life will work out. The movie is very much about that that. that and and the movie is on her yeah. side. The movie is on her side. Like that is ultimately mm-hmm. the worldview. That emerges from the it film. It does it does push back a lot against that. But also I think by the end, I forget if the sister is even saying like, yeah, I'll go back to art school. It's more like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. That's okay. You know, I, I think like it is it is on her side because she's the protagonist and we're kind of following her with it. But I also don't think the movie excuses a lot of her behavior early on too. So yeah, that's it, what, it's was, that's what was great about the movie I yeah. thought was, was yeah, she's doing all these things. And in particular when she, she plants the condoms, it's like that, that is when it's like, yeah. it Way goes beyond, line. it's over the line. And like, and that's when it's like, oh, wow. Like, and then I thought to myself, oh, the rest of the movie is going to be about how, like, she and her sister can still reconcile and be, you know, mm-hmm. a unit after all these terrible things that have happened. Um, and that it's okay to let things go. It's interesting. We just watched this Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We just reviewed that on the film cast. And that is a movie about how it is okay to let go, you know, or partially mm-hmm. it is about how it is okay to let things go, um, to let go of people that you loved and were occupied a certain role in your life. And it's okay to let that go. And we get this movie, which, um, yeah, I, I think is has the opposite message, you know, which I, is that I think we kind of get there. But t- yeah. tell me how we get there, because at the end of the mo- at the end of the movie, as Jeff said, I think like every everything that the main character Ria's fears are validated, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I think we as the audience, yes, maybe some of the ways that Ria took to get there were not great, but it's like at the end of the day, Ria was right, right? And and Ria also gets everything she wants, you know, like. Her sister doesn't go off. She, the stunt woman writes back to her. It just felt like this weird fantasy when like the first two thirds of the movie, um, despite having some fantastical elements, like with the fighting and everything still felt very grounded to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah. 
I, like I said, I think the sci-fi elements of this movie could have been connected better. I think by the the ending is them reconnecting as sisters and not being just like, well, I'm going to I'm going to go back to art school. I'm going to go, you know, do everything we initially planned, you know, like it, it to me like that. We didn't know if that was going to be happening. Um, I do want to say, like, yeah, I wish the writing had connected what Rhea was worried about better to, you know, to the actual like sci-fi plot that's happening here. But I also think um, a lot of it rests on Nimra Bucha as Rahila, as the mother, you know, of of the the groom. And I think she does a good job of just conveying a sense of sinisterness, um, like throughout this whole situation, too. And it, it is very much a class difference. It is a difference in their homes and the way she's living. But it's also the difference in, in the way like she is treating, um, you know, she's kind of treating Rhea's family as well. Um, the relationship between her and the son is really funny because it is one of those things people talk about where a mother will like over mother, you know, their prized firstborn boy, you know? Um, and this is the funny part is it's like the logical conclusion of that. It is the mother, you know, doing the machinations to make sure she is always with her son, even if it literally means, uh, he's, he's kind of marrying her in a, in a certain way or her being reborn to him. So I think that's all really funny, but yeah. You guys are right. Like, I do think the writing could have, like, connected uh, a lot of these things better. Well, yeah, it's not so much, uh, you know, when you say connected, right? It, it does. Mm -hmm. Here are some things that the movie, I think, does really well. And I'll start by saying, um, you know, I, not, I don't think any of us are experts in the South Asian uh, courtship and, and mating rituals and so on. So, like, um, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not, not an expert, but I've, yeah, I've so heard many things. Yes. We, we, we have some passing knowledge of it. And I think what's great about, the movie is um, it does something that I think a lot of movies, a lot of great movies do well, which is you take a latent anxiety or practice or whatever, and you mm -hmm. make it into like, you exaggerate it to its logical extreme. So in this case, it's this idea of there being power imbalances when it comes to uh, match, you know, these matches that are made or arranged marriages. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, oftentimes the woman is expected to just be, um, a uh for to to be crass about it like a breeding machine right you know mm -hmm. like she is reduced to her parts um and this movie is like what if we did that for like but for real like it was actually like scientifically like we uh that was the sole purpose of what they're trying to accomplish yeah. and Devendra, as you point out the relationship between yeah the, the guy and his mom is also like really well rendered as well i think and it's kind of like an exaggerated version of it's a very of mama's you, boy where, where type it's like of yeah thing. like yeah. like um not only does this woman who is his mom want to choose who he marries, like she literally wants to become her. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's like a really cool kind of get out style idea as well. Um, that I think is like interesting to explore. I just think that those ideas shouldn't have been attached to the other movie. Right. I like agree. shouldn't have been attached to this, like, very grounded, touching, funny because coming of age story. What right? the what Go the ahead. beginning yeah. of the movie is establishing is is that Rhea is living in a fantasy world where there's good and evil yeah. and things that are by the movie's own set of rules uh, feel a little um, immature and unrealistic to the world. What what Rhea is learning as her sister is experiencing these things and she's butting up against adults in that world is that, hey, maybe my sort of overly simplistic view of things isn't, isn't gonna serve me mm -hmm. well in life, right? Maybe, maybe 
I, you know, I'm trying to put the world in these boxes of good and evil. And these people are evil and that. And then the movie goes, except for these people actually are evil, cartoonishly so. But in this case, yeah. she was right. Exactly. Uh, and so yeah. it, it completely undermines all of the yeah. work that's done in the beginning of the movie to kind of create a much more nuanced, interesting story of this coming of age, this woman, this, yeah. this young woman who is realizing that the world is more complex and she can retain some of that ideology or some of that um, idealism. She can retain that like that. I want it. We're rooting for her to still have her ideals by the end, right? And still want to go for her dreams and, and support her sister's dreams and all those things. But what the, the movie just goes in this like, well, because the world is completely cartoonish and these, you were right about them being super villains. Like it just, it becomes detached from any yeah. kind of grounded, realistic message that we can pull away. Cause it's like, oh, this is just cartoon logic now. Um, I, I absolutely agree completely. Sorry, Jeff, didn't mean to. No, 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 that's, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. I, because I loved what this movie was doing through yes. most of it. I just, I was so on board with her journey and her discovery and, and using the tools of fantasy and genre and her imagination. Like I never thought that her fight, you know, that it would come up with like so-and-so versus so-and-so and have these cool fights. I never interpreted that in the logic of the movie as a literal representation of what was happening in that world. Mm -hmm. I always thought we are seeing this filtered through the fantastical imagination of our main character. And I was on board. That's awesome. Like kind of in a St Scott Pilgrim way. Like that's not the real truth of what's happening. But by the end of the movie, it's like, no, no, no. That was the real truth of what's happened. Like that is, we're in a cartoon. And I just think that didn't do the movie any any service it, it, I, mean, it, it I, I can see that i totally see what you guys are saying i'm saying it's doing both and when you try i i think it does show her growth like she kind of does learn most of the lessons of like okay like maybe i do have to let my sister grow after a certain point and then start seeding the truly evil elements in yeah, the yeah more sci -fi it, it's stuff. true she kind yeah. of learns the lesson she does and then yeah. is like but I was still writing this. So it's not like she doesn't learn it. It's not like she has no growth at all. I would agree with that. But but it is an awkward. It's very much like we talked about the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three post credit scene that kind of like undercuts a message of, that we just saw. Like th that that is what it it feels like. I do want to give some praise to many of the sequences in the movie. Right, like the fight scene between her and her her bully at school. I thought was great. There's basically like two quasi heists in this movie mm -hmm. with the laptop and then the other thing. And I thought those were both really, really well done. Um, all the fight scenes were like shot really well. Yeah, and, they, you did know, you the, can... they did the whole making the actors train for several months ahead of this right. movie too. And you and can really, tell, I think like, Priya Kansara looks good. She, doing yeah, it. she yeah. looks great. She has the moves. It's very, it's very great. So it's like, there's a lot of like great things about this movie. And there's a lot. Uh, they, it's, it's there's a, a dance sequence yeah. uh, in during the wedding sequence, which is directly um, taken. It's a reference to Devdas, which is a very, very, you know, famous movie. And the way she does that dance sequence is very much. Um, it reminds me of the, of the JJ Abrams, Star Treks, right? Where Spock can say live long and prosper. And it's basically F you. Um, this is basically a romantic mm -hmm. uh, marriage dance, but she does it violently in a way, <laughs> and it looks like a big aggressive thing. So I thought mm -hmm. that was kind of fun too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a lot I, of good things. Visually, that's there. that scene looked amazing as well. Like mm -hmm. it just there's a lot of like great things about the movie, and ultimately, I would still recommend it. Like I do still think it's worth checking out. Um, but 
it is it is really rough because I think like Jeff, I was thinking to myself, this is like literally one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. And then down mm-hmm. to like, oh, it's just okay slash pretty good because I just find these two messages to be very discordant with each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a little bit of a bummer. But at the end of the day, it's still a unique work. It's still something you should check out in theaters if you can. Um, there's still a lot of great things about it. So any other thoughts on the movie? Uh, I, w- I will Society? say um, I, I, I kind of expected that you guys may have some issues with this movie too, but I do appreciate a movie that takes that swing uh, more than something that maybe plays it safe too. So I do like, I do appreciate the fact that Nina Mazur tried to do this thing where she mishmashed a coming of age movie with like a really, really bonkers sci-fi story too. Yeah. Um, I wish it, I wish it like blended together better, but I it, didn't it just wouldn't really have been, enjoy the It would have been a different mm-hmm. ending. Like the whole end of the movie would like, the movie ends with this huge bombastic fight scene, emotional catharsis, you know, uh, tr- huge triumphal and uh, triumphant ending. I understand why you want to have that in your ending. Like mm-hmm. that's a great way to, to end the movie and send the audience out feeling like, wow, that was amazing. Um, but it just didn't match what I thought the first two thirds of the movie was setting up, you know? And, and so, it, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Anyway. I think she needed to be wrong. She needed mm-hmm. to be wrong and then find, meaning in that yeah yeah you know like make meaning out of that I agree. yeah i agree that would have been but you know um we talked earlier in this uh, after dark about feeling old and maybe that's part of uh maybe maybe, maybe if we were like 21 watching this movie we would be like oh yes amazing of course she was right the whole time you know like yeah. um so maybe it's part of our, our current worldview as well i did but love anyway. the parents i did relate a lot to the parents oh they're I wonderful loved the, i loved the they're parents. great and accepting too like this movie didn't do the immigrant parents being like oh no you cannot do that right uh, girls cannot be stunt women yada 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 um there's a lot of bend that like beckham in this movie too like it, it yeah. is like an evolved form of that but i do appreciate that the parents are just like super cool and chill and accepting you she know was awesome uh, yeah. she had that cool scene where she's like hey I sent her to art school. She yeah. dropped out. I, I didn't make her drop out. I, I was That's support, her own choice. That's her own choice. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's wrap it up. Polite Society. Fun movie. Check it out. Uh, Devendra really liked it. I liked it. Jeff also kind of liked it. I think we just wish it was... A little disappointing. A, yeah. yeah. A little disappointed. I feel the same way. I was, such, I was on such a high. Uh, and then uh, I kind of lost a little bit. But I still think it's worth checking out. It's unique. And it's worth watching just for the relationship between Rhea and Lena. Um, I think those two for, actors are going to be stars. I think they yeah. are mm-hmm. very Kansara charismatic. Especially. Can't her take face, your eyes off them. They're, her face is so expressive. Like, yeah. yeah. yeah I also absolutely. loved uh, the friends Serafina Be and Ella Brucoleri, who mm-hmm. play her friends. I, uh, I didn't really love them. But, really? I, I'm uh, usually very irritated by those characters, those kinds of characters, and I thought they were uh, very amusing. So it's a, I, They were a lovely bunch of weirdos, yeah. and I think <laughs> that, that is exactly what you need for, for a movie like this. I also want to shout out um, the last episode of Engadget Podcast. I interviewed Nita Manzur, so go check that out if you want cool. to hear more about check her and what she thinks. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Those are our thoughts on Polite Society, and uh, I think you might be listening to this on either – uh, the main feed, in which case, check out patreon.com slash film podcast for uh, more After Dark uh, ap- episodes and other fun topics. and also Or also on YouTube at youtube.com slash at the filmcast pod. Thanks for watching us there as well. Until next week, it's Bo is Afraid going to be the main review of our next episode. Thanks for watching and listening. See you later. Bye.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. I came from a low-income family that was that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GC became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.